Welcome to the Black Professional Podcast. My name is Dr. Tade Ayeni. I'm an assistant professor of medical sciences, as well as the director of the Office of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion at a medical school in the Northeast United States. I'm also the CEO of Beyond Performative, a social change and diversity, equity, inclusion consulting firm. Today, we're talking to Tama Hunt. She is an author of I Am Affirmations Children's Books. Tama, welcome. Thank you for having me. Greetings from London. <laughs> thank you. And, <laughs> and uh, thank you for uh, taking the time out of your busy schedule to actually do this. So why don't we just uh, start with uh, something simple. Tell us a little about yourself. Okay, so I'm a young black woman from London. Um, I am an author. I started my career, I started out in um, social work. I then went on to do interior design and then I found myself here um, being an author of children's books. So um, you so you told me something uh, in our in our uh, pre-recording chat that uh, I think would be really awesome. Uh, for you to repeat for our listeners as well, which is um, how you how you got your name. My name. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's actually. Um, okay, let me start from. I think it's important to talk about my mum because obviously she named me. Um, but my mum, when I was younger, I actually had this. I I used to think that my mum was mad with the way that she done things, with the way that she fought. But actually now I'm older, I've, re I've realised that she was just a revolutionary and she was very forward thinking. Um, and I think I spoke to you about this and I spoke about um, during those times, during the Windrush times when black people came over to London, a lot of the time it was, it was easier to try and conform and try and give your children names so that they could fit in and um, try and embrace the British culture, but not really your own. Whereas my mum, she was really, really passionate about giving us all the names of African queens. So I've got five sisters and we're all named after African queens. So my name, Tamar, is actually a Ghanaian name that means queen. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of culture in my name, but actually growing up, I was extremely embarrassed. I always felt like, you know, well, why can't I have a British name? Why can't I fit in? But, you know, now I'm older, I think, thank God. Thank God she gave me such a strong cultural name because I'm born here. I am very far removed from my actual culture, my actual African culture, because, you know, my family also come from the Caribbean, but then my name ties me back to my African culture, which I think is really important. So I'm, I'm really happy for that now. That is an extraordinary story. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, so as you mentioned, you, you know, did all these different uh, jobs that are not necessarily um they they uh, don't necessarily have a clear path to become a a uh, children's book author so how did you go from uh doing um all of these uh different types of jobs to uh what you're doing now okay so i think every job i've done has played its role um into the person i am now and into the author i am now so i, I started off working in social work and I don't, I don't really know what you call it. Um, what do you call it in America? So when you're working with, you know, vulnerable people, like kind of, is it, is it social services? I'm not really sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's. Uh, there's, there's uh, several names. It's like social work, social services, and um, community health workers as well. Right. So just so you can get an understanding, that's the sort of work I would do. So I would do 
safeguarding for vulnerable adults. And I was working um, in an area called Camberwell, which is a, a very um, like poverty kind of ridden area in London. And um, I think that taught me a lot about the world around me. I think, you know, maybe in some ways I may have been sheltered a little bit, but seeing um, such poverty and just such sickness, a lot of the time it was um, mental illness. I think it made me feel like I wanted to make some positive change. Um, but I actually left that career because I felt like um, the way it was governed, I wasn't able to help in the ways that I would have wanted and the ways that I would have thought would have been beneficial. Um, so then I went into interior design and with interior design, a lot of things, it's very creative. So a lot of the time now when I'm doing the book, I've got that creative eye. I know how to kind of um, direct my illustrator. So I think um, with my books, there is a very strong message of togetherness and a strong message of mindfulness. And I think I learned that through my first job working in the social sector. I kind of I think affirmations are very important because obviously my, my books are um, affirmations but but I think affirmations are very important because they reaffirm positive statements and I think if, if that's not tackled at a young age you know there's so many issues that can follow into adulthood in terms of confidence in terms of self-worth so I think it's very important to kind of get that in the bag at such a, a young stage not everyone knows what an affirmation is. Uh, you know, for me, when I think of writing a uh, children's book, I might write about a rabbit or like a turtle or, or uh, something like that. Right. But you but you um, very purposefully chose to write um, a children's book about um, affirmations. So just give us a sense. Uh, I guess this is a, a two part question. What is what is an affirmation? And then uh, why use that as the as the framework for your children's books? Okay, so uh, affirmation is a positive statement. So it's like a positive um, statement to reaffirm something positive. So for example, I am powerful. It's reaffirming these things about yourself. And I think um, it's very important to know that words have meaning and words are powerful. So it's very important to use them in the right ways. Um, and um, sorry, the second question. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you gave us a sense of why um, affirmations generally are important, but uh, yeah. why why choose to use that as the framework for your uh, children's books? Okay, so my 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 first children's book is called I Am Affirmation, and it actually is directed at Black children because I think they're the ones who need it the most right now. They're very underrepresented within the community within society. Um, I know for a fact that when I was younger, the texts that I was looking at and the books that the resources that were provided to me, they didn't represent me. So I think um, for me, I wanted to reaffirm all these positive statements to black children and say, you know, you are powerful too. You are important. All these things um, so that they know that. Wow. Wow. Uh I, I kind of don't even know where to go from there because um, I think what you're doing is, is long overdue and um, much needed. So um, I guess, let me ask you this. Uh, many times I have listeners who are on their own journey. Uh, they are trying to figure out, this is what I'm doing today. I'm not necessarily a hundred percent happy. I'm a little frustrated and I want to pivot into something that I more enjoy doing, or I want to move up. Um, so let me ask you this question in 
in uh, this way. If you could uh, get into a, a time machine and go and talk to your to to a version of your uh, past self and give her some advice that would save her a lot of time, uh, how far back would you go? Um, and uh, what um, kind of advice would you give her? Well, I think, first of all, I think I would reaffirm the positive statements that I'm giving to children now, because I think that was what I needed. I think I had mm. identity issues and I didn't realise until I got older that I had all these identity issues. And, you know, it had been so, so long um, since I had been a child, but even still there was these wounds. And I think for me, I had um, dreadlocks. I spoke to you about this before. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, I call it lux because the word dread is quite negative and my mum always says to me you know it's called luck but I I just felt like I did not fit in I was like you know first of all I don't have a British name then I have lux my black friends don't have lux white people don't have lux all these things and I just felt left out so I think I'll tell myself that it's okay to be different and just stand in your power stand in who you are and that's okay and I think also I had all these um kind of mental blockages that was telling mm. me you know you can't have your own business you can't you know the way the way that I was brought up and the way the educational system is set up it was so that you go out and you work for somebody else so what do you want to be do you want to be a nurse do you want to be all these things but it was never do you want to be an entrepreneur because you can be um so I think I'll tell myself that the possibilities are endless you can be and that's this is what I actually tell my son I tell my son all the things that I felt like I needed mm. so it uh, really sounds like um, on the surface, this appears to be a uh, children's book, but it sounds like it's it's uh, really a culmination of a lot of your own lived um, kinds of experiences as a woman, as a black woman, and and, uh, you know, even as a um, professional as well. Yeah, no, exactly. I think, you know, I never had a set goal of, you know, the book's going to be about this. I just started writing and then the book started to tell its own story. And I think obviously it, it's coming from within. So like you said, it, there's so many different places that it stemmed from. Well, I need to pause here and um, correct myself. I At the start of this episode, I introduced you as the author of the I Am um, Affirmations children's books. That's partially correct. You're actually the co-author with your son, Isaiah Hunt. Isaiah, welcome to the program. Hello. Thank you for being here. Um, and I understand that you are nine and a half. And the reason that I'm interested in your age is because when I was nine and a half, I, the, the, the most that I had um, gotten done at that point was cleaning my room. You've managed to co-author an entire book. Uh, tell me how you got involved in this project? Well, um, let me start from the start. So basically, me and my mom were just writing poems. It was in the middle of lockdown. We were trying to like spend time together. And as we were writing the poems, my mom was just like, wait, why don't we make a book? That would be good. And then we started making it. I wasn't really like into it. I wasn't really like wanting to do it, but as it went on and I started writing stuff on a sheet of paper, giving it to my mum, she would put it in the book. Then it would start to 
feel more like I know like more but make me less nervous because I was thinking like what's gonna happen when the book comes out and stuff like so that. So you weren't even trying to write a book, you were just writing poems and then it just kind of organically turned into a book. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, so what do you hope uh, people get out of this book? Um, well, to be honest, just like all black children, don't let people shame you and then take it into a different way. It's perfect the color you are. You should be happy about it. It's really nice. What's wrong with your color? You shouldn't be ashamed of it. It's wonderful. I just don't be shamed, really. Wow. Wow. The color that you are is perfect and wonderful. I love that. Thank you for that. Um, before I go back to your mom, is there anything you wanted to add? Um, well, I think just really, like, just be yourself. Don't try and change yourself. Be wonderful the way you are. And that's what we wanted to, like, kind of, make people think of the book like love your color it's amazing don't like shame yourself for it it's amazing thank you thank you for that i think um everything you said is um extremely powerful and uh i i can't wait to get my copy i understand that it's actually sold out now so that's a very good sign um tama is there anything you wanted to add um, yeah, just a little bit more on the book itself, because I know I've spoken a lot about affirmations, but I haven't actually spoken about the context of the book. Um, so the book does include nine poems and every poem title is affirmation, but the poems include very positive black history because um, I, I think I said this to you before, but I think it's very important for children to see all the amazing things that we come from because we do come from greatness and, you know, with the so many African kings and queens I've said you know me and my sisters were named after African queens so I think all these things are all part of kind of um personality building and identity building in a very positive way and um the book also includes mindfulness and awareness of self I think that's the most important awareness of self and awareness of who you are and um at the end of the book we have a gratitude journal where you can just kind of do a little activity with your child and the child can speak about um, what they are grateful for, what they've learned about their history and who inspires them. It's kind of like a guided activity. Wow, wow. So it's, so, um, it's, it, it sounds like um, you can take that book and reread it several times from many different um, vantage points. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, you could pick it up again, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow! Again and, again. <laughs> and so that book is out and um but i i um understand that you also have some have some future projects coming as well do you want to want to talk about any of those yeah of course so um we've got a new book coming out called i am inspired and it's part of our book series this will be the second book of the book series but this one is actually um so the focus around it is inspirational black men and it's inspirational black men that are kind of current. So local as they're all from the UK, but they're also very current. So it's showcasing the things that they're doing now, not only how they've become successful, but what they're doing in terms of using their platforms for advocacy roles. So 
um, we just wanted to shine a light on them really because I think the focus is to show that these stereotypes that sometimes do kind of take shape within like the media or just just in general you know um because I, I know you're aware of Sifas Williams as well aren't you yes um, I think that's how you found me and I know his journey was kind of shaky so um he had an exhibition recently which is called the portrait of black Britain and that mm -hmm. exhibition showcased at a shopping center called blue water but actually, although the exhibition was so beautiful and so positive, it showcased black British people and, you know, where they come from and things that they're doing. But actually, that exhibition was showcased at the same place where he was racially profiled. And wow. um, yeah, OK, so he was um, he was shopping. He had purchased some items and then he felt security run up to him in quite an aggressive manner. And Sapas really does believe that this wouldn't have happened had he not been a black man. They may have looked at him differently so I think it's very important to talk about so many different types of black men there's not one type of black man so that's that's what our new project will be about and it's we don't want any black boys living in fear of what their future could hold so we want to shine the light on on so many different black men yeah you know um there's uh two things that you just mentioned that I think are really worth worth uh, highlighting number one I love how you talked about you're not just showing um, successful black men, but you're talking about how they got there. And I, I, and I think that sometimes when we see people who have, you know, so-called made it, it's, it's, it's hard for us to see us getting there because we just see the finished product. So to kind of pull the curtain back a, a, a little bit, I think is, is, is something that is very, that is very valuable. Uh, but then I also loved how you, how you, how you talked about um, representation and what people seeing matters. Actually, um, my uh, dissertation was a study of the experiences of uh, black medical students as they matriculate to and through medical school. Essentially, all I was doing was um, talking to black medical students and saying, uh, you know, the you know, based on the society that you were born into, you're not supposed to be here, and yet you're here. How'd yeah. you do it? And I was just looking for a uh, general theme. And one theme that I found was something that I eventually termed a culture of positive expectation, which they all talked about how they were born into a society in which very early on they got the messages that black people don't become doctors. But they had a little sub-community surrounding them that fully believed that they could do it. And that made all the difference. And so uh -huh. when I hear about your book, I really feel like your book is really um, contributing to this culture of positive expectation. Oh, thank you so much. I hope so. And we really did make a point of finding so many different industries to show because we don't want it to just be like, oh, you know, you can get there. You can be successful by being a rapper. You can be successful by being a footballer. You can. Those things are available to you, whatever you want to be is available. But then we're also showing so many different careers and so many different paths. And also, can I just add to that? Yes, what? please do. I think the book is really, the, the new book is really good because black children, boys, they need to know that they can be, they don't have to struggle. Like if mm. you get mental health issues, it's fine. You can go from there and get better. Yeah, okay. So um, there's another part in the book where we talk about um these two British um, rappers, Crept and Conan, 
and they actually speak openly about mental health in their music and they also like invited another rapper onto their one of their songs to talk about his experience of mental health so we thought it was very important to highlight because I think um black men have grown up to internalize how they're feeling and that's quite sad and I think that's something that's happened historically maybe through generations it's something that's been passed down because as a race we have been through a lot and we've had to stay strong but actually that's a very unhealthy way of, of dealing with um, mental health so we're just speaking about the topic of it and saying you know feel free to open up because there is someone around you who, who does care wow wow so I know that this book is is based in the UK, but um, as soon as you start shipping to the US, please, please, uh, please uh, let me know so I can update uh, my uh, comments as well. I mean, I'm still happy to do that, but it's just more costly. So if everyone um, out there is happy to pay for the for the um, shipping charge, I'm more than happy to ship out there. It's not impossible. Awesome. awesome. Well, uh, do you have anything to add that uh, didn't come out in our uh, conversation today that you wanted to make sure to say? Um, no, I think we've got everything out. You've been really, really helpful. And it's really nice having the conversation with you because um, it's crazy, even though we're in the UK and you're in America, there's still that kind of same struggle and that same understanding and those same experiences. So it's it's really nice speaking to you. Yeah, thank you both. I I uh, I really learned a lot um, in the course of our conversation as well. Um, I would like to end with the same quote that we always end with, uh, which is an African proverb, and it says, "If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together." So Tama Hunt and Isaiah Hunt, thank you so much for helping us to go together. Thank you. Thank you.